Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to a joint True Blue LA Amazing Avenue special presentation about the most relevant baseball topic that's out there, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, I, I am I am Brian Salvatore, joined by Eric Steven of True Blue LA. Uh, hello. Eric, hello. Uh, yeah, I figured since the last time we did a joint podcast, it ended with both of our team's seasons ending unceremoniously to the Padres. So <laughs> I think true. we need to sort of cleanse the palate a little bit with something <laughs> yes. a little more uh wholesome and fun this is the like internet equivalent of burning sage in your house to get <laughs> a bad right. spirit out this is we're summoning weird al we're getting rid of the bad 2022 um juju and uh we're, we're heading forward into 2023 exactly um so yeah uh you know you and i just kind of uh, be, we email a lot be for you know because of just baseball stuff and somehow weird out came i forget how weird out came up was it on twitter did one of us tweet about some somehow we found out the other one also really likes weird out yeah there i think it it might have been originally a tweet and there there's a possibility like cuz you know you edit the uh, our, our true blue la podcast and i'm certain i brought it up brought him up on the podcast so maybe it's like seeped in there too so i think it was probably like little crumbs here and there and we just sort of came together like wait a minute we should we should talk more weird out yeah uh first of all i i think for anybody out there who is i mean so i i'm 40 so i don't remember a time really without weird al 
but he he's one of the few like pop culture phenomenons that my kids are aware of who he is. I'm aware of who he is, and my mom, who is almost seventy, is aware of who he is. Like it's wow. it's pretty crazy how how generations are aware of Weird Al. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm I'm 46, and and we you know was was a kid when I first found him, and then now I have like you know nieces and nephews, and like my cousin's kids are they they're like occasionally like oh yeah i like weird al and i'm like ooh, all right cool like this is <laughs> i didn't think this was who who would have thought you know uh yeah. 35 years ago that this was possible but yeah he's he's almost timeless in that regard yeah i mean part of it is that uh i i think the fact that he has kept parodying current music is like the big key to that you know um you know, whether your kids, you know, you're someone from the 80s like us who, you know, knew the songs that he was parodying as they were brand new, or you're somebody who, you know, has now gone back and heard those songs because those songs are almost classic rock in their own way now. But, you know, he's still parodying current stuff and he's still doing a really good job of it. Yeah, it's it's got to be hard to like, you know, you, you he probably struggled being like... um you don't want to be like a one note guy. I know for a long time, the sort of running joke was he just did food parodies and stuff, although he right, obviously yes. did more, but like, right. uh, he's definitely like, I don't reinventing is not the right term, but just keeping up with finding what's interesting about the new stuff. And then like sort of playing on that. And that, that's, that's an incredible skill. Like, you know, just to, to, to be able to do that for, like you said, it's been 40 years. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's nuts. It's also what I think is interesting about Weird Al is that he has, well, like you said, he's adapted. He's never really made a very large pivot. Like all of his changes seem incremental. So it's very hard to say like, I mean, there are lots of bands and artists that I love that you can say like, so I have a friend who's a huge Rush fan, but he's always says like the synthesizer years for Rush are tough. And like Weird Al doesn't have those eras of like, changing a style or doing something differently they're all every album is different but they're all kind of the same too. It's, it's hard to it's hard to describe yeah. oh i think part of it i to that probably goes you know the the band is pretty much it's been the same for like yep. the whole time mm -hmm. and i think maybe what makes him and the band underrated is they're really um proficient like musically you know like yes. the, the, the fact that they could play like all these different like you know rock songs uh there, there's some rap obviously it's 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 a different situation but like um they, they can sort of go back and forth between genres like and just and play it pretty seamlessly um mm -hmm. like that's th that you know makes it you you instantly know like if, if it's a parody, you know what he's parodying, like because the band is good at that, <laughs> you know, like right. It's exactly yes, it. yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess let's start at the beginning. What's the first like Weird Al song you were aware of? You think I don't know <clears> if I can pinpoint my exact first one, but what are some of the ones that you were first aware of? So I know the the first the first um album I had it, it was a cassette to tell you how old I am. Uh it was in 3D. So that so that came that was out my in 19... first as well. <laughs> nice. So that, that came out in 84. I'm I don't think I I got it in 84. I probably got it in like 1985 though. So I was I was probably nine at the time. I'm 
I'm almost certain I had to have seen him probably first on MTV. I don't think he, he wasn't eat it probably made it to the radio back then, but like not, it's not like I was always listening to the radio. And so I think it would have been like a, a happenstance thing. So yeah. I probably saw him on MTV and it was either, so it was either eat it first or I lost on jeopardy. Um, okay. And yeah. and the video for that is great. It I is. lost on Jeopardy, yes. and I didn't even know who Greg Kinn was, the the guy whose song he's parodying. And then, of course, he's in the video at the very end, driving yeah. the car yeah. away. But like, um, just yeah, like I don't know, just it cracked me up. Like, and I was like, this guy's great. And then uh, I listened to that album like so much. Uh, so and then it just from there, it just I went what he had probably. I guess he just had the debut album before that. And then mm-hmm. um, what is it like? And then, you know, the next, he was pretty prolific there for a bit where it was like every year and a half or something like that. Yeah. He would, he would have a new album. And I was just, it, I was in hog heaven for, for the next, like, uh, like, you know, six, seven years, basically. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to guess I first heard Weird Al in let's say 89. I mm. remember, seeing commercials for uhf his film oh man and knowing who he was and that was 89 so i would have been seven i feel like between seven and ten is the weird al sweet spot yeah we're like you are now aware enough of pop culture to a, to be aware of what a parody is you know and, and so it um it, it works in that way but he's also just he's really clever and i feel like that's when you start to care about cleverness when yeah, you're sort of so, in that age, age age range. I will say one of the notes I I wrote some notes for this just to sort of prep, but like in some of the you know we he's he's done a number of um you know I guess the maybe the latter half of his career he's done a number of like rap songs, mm-hmm. and to me when I when I started listening to rap I got into it for like the wordplay and the lyrics, yep. and like that's exactly what Weird Al strings are. So like. I was totally drawn to that like aspect of it. And like, you're right, like very punny, very clever. Um, but, and then the weird way too, is like you, you listen to his, his music and sometimes there are some songs where, you know, I heard the weird Al version first and then like, what is that parodying? And uh-huh. there was no internet. So you had to like, I guess they probably had it in the, in the notes, in the like, you know, the latter notes, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, even that's like a hit or miss sometimes. But you, you have to like go and find what that song was, and then you're like, oh, okay. And then, uh, so you you sort of discover new music that way. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's that's another thing. I always found that there there is still songs that I know the Weird Al parody or polka version yeah. better than the actual song. Um, and some of it's just like you know those polka parodies, polka uh, medleys rather, yeah. where he would just take whatever was hot, like right at that moment. And so if you're listening to one from the mid eighties and you're not super familiar with like mid eighties pop songs, you might miss a couple of those songs. Um, same thing with like the stuff. Now there's definitely stuff on his most recent uh, Polka mix where I don't know every song that he is referencing there. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that, but it's like, it's the same, um, uh same sort of style to like uh on the n3d album polkas on 45 is that one mm-hmm. that's my favorite still Mine of the too. Polkas. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and like so i guess my cousin is a year younger than i am uh his name's alex and so he has two kids and i remember i can't remember if, the, if it was when 
his kids were like super young. They're still kind of young or it was whether his sister's kids were super young. We were at like a get together and, and this, this had to be like in the 2010s at some point. So relatively recently, but we're like, you know, 35 years after the album was out, but we, without the music playing, we, we did the entire Polkas on 45, just sitting on the couch (laughs) to the like horror of the the kids. But then they're like, then they kind of liked it afterwards. So we were sort of indoctrinating them in a way. That's fine. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's classic. I love it. I I believe I misspoke. I think my favorite Polka is actually hooked on Polkas from, uh, dare to be stupid, but those, those are my top two in that yeah. in that range is, is that the one that has in excess on it or, or am i thinking uh, i think maybe, that might be the that next, might be even worse yeah it might be the even worse one uh let me see uh all right so the polka medley on that one has let's see where is it uh state of shock by the jacksons oh yeah yeah Dark yeah, yeah. dress man what's that got to do with it method of modern love owner of a lonely heart we're not going to take it 99 left balloons footloose the reflex bang your head and relax that's yeah that's good the specifically at the end of it which is the uh relax when they they're really holding out the like when you want to come part is very funny <laughs> to me um but yeah all all those polkas are are great um but so yeah so that was your introduction i said so i probably heard uh weird out in like 89 i'm gonna guess and I had I went out. I don't know if it was for Christmas or my birthday, whatever. But I got the cassettes of In 3D and Dare to Be Stupid and Even Worse, like all within hmm. a couple of months. Of or I think I had two, and my friend Jeff had one. Like that. This is also kids don't understand this now with like streaming services. But like sometimes you and your friends would strategically buy stuff so that you could copy it or borrow it from your friends. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, like a, a double tape player or something like that, yep. or, or yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think Jeff had even worse, if, if I recall correctly. But uh, and then by the time of Off the Deep End, I was buying everything like as soon as it came out for the next couple of years. I think the last one I bought physically was Running with Scissors in '99. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just there is so much quality stuff here. I can't wait to get a little bit deeper, but. Uh, you want to talk about concerts. How many times have you seen Weird Al live? So I was looking this up uh, yesterday or before we were recording this. And um, he I, I think it's only four times, but okay. he I don't I also don't go to that many concerts. So like <laughs> but he he was my very first concert of anyone. Uh, this was in 90, 1996. I was in college and um, it was at the Paris Fairgrounds in um, like uh in between like Riverside County and San San Diego County for those outside of California. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sort of a fairgrounds thing. And, uh, I was, so I was looking at the, I don't, I don't really have a a ton of memories other than it was like really cool to see him, but that was around. Um, so let's see, what was that? They, they just called it their, Oh, the bad hair tour. So it was the, he had Amish paradise, like had basically just come out, Mm -hmm. but, um yeah it was it was a pretty good set um so back then he closed i I looked up on said like he closed with fat that he did that probably for a good amount of time oh i would imagine so yes um but like now it's like saga begins and that usually works its way in at the end but um 
Yeah, like that that was pretty good. But then I didn't see him again till 2004. Um that so that was in Orange County in 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 Southern California and one of my cousins um they live in Mission Viejo this town in Orange County and it was like on this like man-made lake that's there or something and um it was like a I don't remember if it was like a private event or something but we had like VIP tickets which meant we got Ooh. to do backstage after backstage being the like it was like a JC like local room or whatever like it's a little <laughs> tiny room but so we got to see him after the game so there after the concert and what I remember from that was his voice he was protecting his voice so he was like very quiet you know like mm-hmm. but he was very subdued he was super nice obviously but um but in in that concert he a comedian opened for him I don't remember who it was and I couldn't find it but um let me ask you a very important question did he have a yes. megaphone a comedian uh, I don't remember, but what I do remember was they, the comedian told a couple like dirty jokes, which uh-huh. was like no no, and um, security actually got and 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 got him off stage and ended his set. Oh, wow, early. no, okay, yeah. so that's very different. So uh, when I so I took my brother to his first concert, which was Weird Al, which was uh, February of two thousand at the Beacon nice. Theater in New York City. And there was a guy opening. I, I, his name is someplace, but he would do this bit where he would say like, "What do you do when a baby is loud?" And then he pulls out a megaphone and he would go, "Attention, baby, be quiet." And then his whole thing was this using this megaphone, and it was not very great. Um, but you know, I remember it still twenty two years later, so it can't be that bad, right? Right. He's it stuck with you. It's an earworm. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I where I'm recording. I'm at my desk right now as we're recording, and this was the uh, backstage photo. I still I still have oh. it. It's framed. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, uh, the other times I I've seen him recently in 2018 uh, in Palm Springs where I grew up. Uh, that was the ridiculously ridiculously self indulgent tour, and then mm-hmm. again the next year at Orange Fairgrounds out here. Um, the strings attached tour. Um, okay. It was pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. So the tours I saw him on were the touring with scissors tour, which was the 2000 show. I said my, me and my two best friends took my little brother to his first concert. Nice. Uh, and it was weird out. And, and that is a, um, that set list has a lot of like of the time. I feel like that was now when he tours, he doesn't do as much new stuff. He does yeah. a little bit, but it's, it's more of a greatest hits package. And, but like, after a certain point, I think it was like after the tenth or you know, ninth or tenth song, then it becomes like all greatest. But the beginning was very heavy. And I remember my brother was like he wasn't super thrilled with the first, you know, few songs. But then once you get to like the big hits, it was great. And he did one of those giant um, medleys that that he that he was doing for a while, where it's like yeah. ten songs or whatever in in one batch. Um, I remember that being really fun. Yeah, there. I was looking back. So the 96 and the 04, he had the, like the long medleys in there too. But right. like you said, the 96 was like sort of that, that time as well. Oh, four, he started mixing in the other, like the older songs, but like, yeah, I remember. So I know we'll talk about the, the biopic, but he mentions there's a throwaway line in the movie where weird Al playing one of the Scotty brothers says, yeah, we're going to sign you to a 14 album deal. And like, that was actually like his original deal. I don't, I think it maybe morphed into 14 albums eventually, but it was one of those where like they had him forever. Right. And, yeah. and so what, and then when he find, I forget what the, um, the album he made in 2014 was called. 
and I don't remember, I don't know if that was an actual album or he just released all the songs himself. I think he was like yep. done with his contract. Yeah, that was that mandatory point. fun. Right. And that was, um, I think that was one of those where like he, he made a point of saying like, because now, now he kind of, he doesn't really do albums anymore. He just kind of does projects and does what he wants and tours and stuff like that. But I know he was, he was under that like really long, like, you know, one of those classic yeah. old like uh, rec- music deals where the long term uh, contract he had to sign that he'd be making those records till the end of time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it's a, um, my first time was in 2000. And then again, I saw him at on the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour um, at the, at the Apollo theater, the world famous Apollo theater in Harlem, uh, wow. which is not what you'd expect from no. a weird Al venue. Um, and so for those that don't know, that tour was all originals, no parodies, which is I'm saying putting no parodies in quotes because he did do a parody medley at the end. And then he sure. would always do a parody as the encore. Um and when I went in, I had two songs that I really wanted to hear. And he did them both in the first like 10 songs, which is oh, amazing. Because that those set lists varied quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and the two songs I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear Melanie from Even Worse, which is a Great. like legit song. Like that, that yeah. if you change like five words in that song, it wouldn't be a weird Al song. No, it's it's, uh, it's like a you could you could say that's like um a, a sort of classic almost 80s love song or to yes. point. yeah yeah exactly and the other one was one more minute which is just you know one of the best pa- one of the best songs he's ever done w- one more minute is my all-time favorite i was looking at that there we go. that same that same tour uh-huh. uh so he didn't do either of those in that the one i went to um but uh my in seventh grade in english miss jackson uh she would have a student sing in front of the class every, almost every single day. It couldn't, I was looking back, it couldn't have been the entire school year, but it was a very long chunk of it to the point where like I did two songs, you know, total. But like the first one I did, she would pick people at random and that was a terrifying thing every morning. She'd just, she'd be like wandering around and like, and then she'd be like pointing at you like, you, it's your turn, you know, that kind of a thing. And Sounds so like a nightmare. It, it was a total nightmare, and um, and I and, and I like to sing a little bit. This is a but but like still, you're you're just the nerves take over. Uh, so I I did one more minute as my first song, and uh, I'm like halfway through. I don't remember exactly which part it was. Uh, it was probably maybe like oh, I'll rip out my intestines with a fork. The fork, yeah. And, but she stopped me and she goes, "Oh, that's vulgar." And she's and so my my song was done, and I spent the rest of the class fuming at my desk it must have been palpable because <laughs> towards the end of the um towards the end of the class i uh she let me finish she didn't do the whole song so I, I i finally got to finish so i was i was happy but uh yeah one more one more minute's my all-time favorite for sure yeah um but i so i have the world's best weird al story about that show okay uh and it this is like this is one of those things that uh I told a friend, he's like, you're making this up. This can't be true. I was like, no, this is this is 100% true. So um, the Apollo is a very old theater. And so the seats are very close together, which for a larger man like myself is not yep. always the most comfortable way to see a show. Yep. So I knew this and I bought an aisle seat thinking that would buy me a little bit more space on the one end. And, you know, the show is great. He did uh, uh, Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota, 
which is, you know, another personal favorite of mine. He did Mr. Frump and the Iron Lung. It's just some, some, some really cool stuff. Uh, uh, classic, yeah. Yeah, but so it's time for the encore. And um, he was doing a cover of somebody else's song and then one of his own songs, the encore. And so he did They Long to Be Close to You by the... Um, the Carpenters, which is an odd, you wouldn't think like no. he was doing. He was doing some songs that were like city specific, and like Carpenters aren't from New York. Why? <laughs> I thought he was doing. I thought I thought he was going to do um, "Living with a Hernia" because James Brown at the Apollo is like one of the all time uh. albums. And but you know whatever he didn't do it anyway. But so he did close to you, and then he started doing the saga begins. And so I'm I'm on the aisle, and there's a door like maybe six feet or eight feet to my right. And there's a security guard there. They must know the show's almost over. So the security guard, and, and I say I say guard very loosely. This is a, a small woman, probably in her 70s, yeah. who's working the door at the Apollo. And the song starts, people start singing along, and she comes over to me. She goes, what is happening? <laughs> and I said, excuse me? She goes, those aren't the words. And I said, like, well, they are. She's like, no, I know this song. That Those aren't the words. <laughs> what is he singing about? And I said, we well, sing about Star Wars. Why? <laughs> and and I was like, that's what he does. Why would anyone do that? And I said, I eventually said, excuse me, I'm trying to enjoy the last song of the concert. Can I just, you know, go? And so, but she had no <laughs> idea who Weird Al was. And because he wasn't doing parodies all night, yeah. she was like totally flummoxed by this experience. And I feel like that's a scene <laughs> from the Weird Al movie. Like, why are you doing this? Why would you possibly inflect this on the world, you know? And that woman's name was Mrs. Don McLean. Exactly, <laughs> <And>, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God, that's hilarious. Just, this is just an amazing thing to happen, yeah. I was looking. Uh, I didn't scroll down when I looked at the set list for, for that that tour for me. Uh -huh. um, so the song he did uh, before the saga begins was Mama Told Me Not to Come, uh, Randy Newman. And, yeah. uh, and I remember they 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 seemed to kill that one. That was a pretty good. I if I remember right, this was the tour. This was in Palm Springs, so this was the one where uh, Emo Phillips was opening for him. Um, yes, yeah, so I saw Emo open on the yeah, store as well. Yeah, that was that, and that was he was really good. Like, I, it, it had been a long time since I had really seen like Emo Phillips in in, in stuff, and no, he he was solid. That was a good. It was like thirty minutes too. It was like yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, I I think that that tour was so much fun. Um. And I'm glad I got to see. If I didn't see it, I would have been really upset. And if I went, he played two. He played two shows at the Apollo. If I went to the other one and missed Melanie and One More Minute, I'd have been really bummed out. Yeah. So I, I said, uh, One More Minute is my all-time favorite. You and you mentioned um, um, Biggest Ball of Twenty Minnesota. That's my yeah. number two. Oh, so I saw both that show. That's awesome. <laughs> so I was looking at this. So I'm I'm looking at the. Um, there's there's a chance. Okay, no, he sang. Um, he sang one more minute um, in 2004. Okay, but that's the only one of the four two, four concerts that he sang that song in. But he did biggest ball of twine in Minnesota in uh, man only two. This is this is tragic. No, yeah, oh, <laughs> two of the four. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I, I need to I need to go to more so I can uh, I can get that ratio up. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is there are some songs that I hadn't thought about. Cause I, you know, I did not when I had albums on cassette, I didn't always rebuy them on CD. Right. And if and also I've moved a lot of times in my life. CDs just get lost sometimes in the car or whatever. So if I hadn't thought about buy me a condo 
until yeah. he started playing it. I was like, oh my god, I hadn't thought about the song in twenty years, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so, like Midnight Star, these songs I just haven't thought of in so long. He busted uh, off of that door it, for some reason. That well, because it's on the same album, but um, Mr. Popeil is a yep. freaking classic. Uh, yes, same thing where it's it's not like an exact parody, but it's it's clearly um he what does he call him a pastiche of yeah. like you know the B fifty twos. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it was. <laughs> uh yeah i don't everyone this he it's he has the kind of lyrics where i will randomly drop them into conversation it always works with my cousin alex because you know we both grew up with weird al but um just randomly going you can cut a tin or you can yeah you can cut a tin can with it but you wouldn't want to you know <laughs> right, that yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> uh, but uh yeah that's pretty good yeah all, all that stuff is uh is fantastic um Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's talk about the movie, I guess. And then we'll talk about some of our favorites besides the ones we've already mentioned. But yeah. Uh, so the movie is one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Like it, it is a bizarre, wonderful thing. Yeah, it, it's it. I would I was trying to describe because, you know, my I had some like family members ask me about it. Like if it was good, I said, I said, look, I love it. I don't know if you would love it, but it's it's wonderfully stupid. Like it's it's like perfectly stupid in a great way. Yes, and it made me laugh. But I've had other people like who I didn't think would like Weird Al. Uh, I got texts from people. It'd be like, this, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, you know, that kind of a thing. So I was like, all right. Um, you mentioned the, you know, the, your security guard lady. Um, yeah. Sort of being flummoxed by that. But I, I enjoyed the conceit of the movie that all of his tunes were originals. Yes. Uh, and, and then, and, and him being so angry at Michael Jackson copying yes. him with Eat It. Like that was a perfect running bit through the yes. through the through the entire thing. And that, well, that so I love. when my wife and I watched it, she was like, Are they doing this because Michael Jackson is problematic? And so they don't yeah. want to, but then you find out that this no, it's that he par- it's 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 a yeah. it's a really funny twist. But that allowed that allowed them to get the line in there where um I think this this is when he gets the call at the restaurant and he's like yelling at his manager mm-hmm. and and he's like well, what could possibly be wrong with being associated with Michael Jackson you know or something <laughs> yeah, like that exactly, so they they, yeah. they like sort of they're obviously not going to probably come out and explicitly say it but it, it was pretty obvious but no it, it was yes. yeah that that's that's a great there's I, there's so many things I missed a lot of stuff I know uh in it that's I watched it a couple times I'm probably going to go back and watch it again um but uh, it's there's just so many like just little things that are just hilarious. 
my favorite scene, I think this is a consensus for a lot of people, is the scene that takes place at the pool party. It's so good. Uh, which is basically a, a, almost a complete ripoff of the same scene from Bookie Nights when yeah. like he, he's the, the hot new kid at the, at the party. Um, but you get Paul F. Tompkins as Gallagher. Amateur <laughs> hour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so mad. Yeah. Uh, you get... Um, uh, Emo Phillips as Salvador Dali for uh, some reason. Yeah, the, uh, some of the the, I mean, it, it's just some of them are weird. Like what um, uh, Conan was playing uh, Andy, Warhol. Andy Warhol. Yeah, 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 and like they're obviously over the top a lot of it, but like it's yeah, it was it was just like a sort of a funny because they were trying to get like as many sort of like eighties like icons in there like i think yeah. when they first walked into the party like devo is like wearing the the hats you yeah, know, you know, yeah yeah of course like that that's devo now that you know yeah so. yeah and uh the, the the whole thing about john deacon from queen being there, like <laughs> the least interesting member of queen that they right. could have gotten it's, you know it's amazing i do wonder on that because you know like generally weird al is like like famously like overly nice you know mm -hmm. to a yeah. point where he's not gonna he doesn't take like cheap shots so i i wonder what like if they if they like if he like reached out to them like look man we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna like do this in the movie like it, it i mean it's it's so over the top i don't even think it's that big of a deal but just well, that that entire thing is hilarious like I had read that in the original script it was Freddie Mercury and the estate wouldn't let it happen. Okay, so there, there's at least some like level of like reaching out, you know, that right. kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah, um, and John Deacon did write another one, Bites the Dust, and he's also the only one, like he never tours anymore. He's like a recluse now. So it's kind of funny that he's the one they chose, but and yeah. it's, just, it's just a perfect joke. The whole thing is just, you know, really just moi, you know, chef's kiss. Uh, I was... Uh... When I was going through it, I, I remember I sent my cousin text when I was watching the second time because I was sort of taking notes. And uh, there's the interview with Oprah Winfrey and they do the like scroll with all the magazines, you know. Uh -huh, so yeah. I paused it on, on one of the magazines and um, it's just some of the like little asides in the, at the in the corners and the top. And one of the things was uh, experts. There will never be a better recording format than VHS, you know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh, yeah. Clara Peller's beef, which is, I mean, that's a total '80s thing for sure. Yeah. Do you even remember that? Did you, uh, of course. The, the wind. Okay, I was going to yeah, say like, yeah, rat versus poison, which is it was funny. The making of <laughs> yes. Manimal, it was on there. I mean, <laughs> it's just the dumbest things, and I, I, it's pretty good. So I don't know. And uh, yeah, the, it, was there like a supporting character you particularly enjoyed, or or a uh, a scene aside from that pool scene that stands out to you? Um, so in a weird way, like, um, this is, this sounds weird. Cause it was, it was only like for one part of the movie, but, um, oh God, uh, Thomas Lennon playing the accordion uh -huh. salesman, yes. just yes. getting the crap kicked out of him. <laughs> like, yes. and, but I just like the, the, I mean, obviously that's funny cause they're so over the top, but he's like uh, in serious pain like probably has in like medical needs to go to a hospital immediately and then, and then even the mom was like shut up we're trying to have a moment you know like yeah. just completely <laughs> ignoring him like that just the randomness of like that stuff yeah. um i uh there was another so the scene where 
think he has his like first on stage moment when he um he was really nervous to go out and he did I love Rocky Road mm-hmm. and it and then the band like come out comes out and help helps him. Um but then uh my favorite part of that was the like super rowdy crowd, like he won him over immediately. And then one of the the sort of ne'er do wells goes up to the bartender, like, give me some Rocky Road. And he's like, We don't sell ice cream here. He grabs him by the collar. He's like, you better start selling it before that song ends or you're going to have a riot on your hands. It's like (laughs) the dumbest thing, but like just, yeah, it was perfect. I love that. Yeah. Uh, It, it, you know, it's funny. So my friend Liz reached out to me and was like, am I the only person who didn't know it was going to be a not serious biopic? (laughs) Like, and as I said, I, I, I saw the trailer. Once you watch the trailer, you have to know it's not serious. Yeah, I think when I first heard news of a biopic, I was like, oh, that's, that'll be interesting. Like, it's just going to be interesting if it's just like a, an actual biopic, right? <laughs> like right, about, right, yeah. But then once I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, okay, this is what they're doing. <laughs> like, because it was, I think right immediately in the trailer, they show the scene, like his second visit to the Scotty brothers where he like um put that cigarette. cigarette. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and like, so you're like, okay, this <laughs> And I even think they showed his like first meeting with Madonna where he has like his shirt open and stuff. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah. this is obviously the, he, he parodied the, the biopic, which is, I guess, perfect in a way. Yeah, but exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's so funny, by the way, that his like muscle chest is basically a reference to him dressed as Rambo in UHF. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I made that, I texted uh, my cousin that same thing. I was like, is that the same like uh, chest to that? But yeah. Yeah, it's just fantastic. And, and for those that haven't seen UHF either, UHF is a delight. No, I, yeah, I have I have seen UHF an uncomfortable amount of times. Probably we're talking. I, I don't I was I tried sometimes it's hyperbole to say like I've seen something hundreds of times. I don't think I've seen it right. hundreds of times, but like it wouldn't shock me that that I've watched that like 75 times or something. So like I it's had been a while I had that on VHS and I also had one of the early Weird Al video collections on VHS oh, as a kid. And uh, my friend Jeff and I would just watch them back and forth all the time. I, I have both of those on VHS. Um, I will, uh, I guess when I when I post this on on the site, I will include pictures of those VHS because I have them r- relatively close, not to the point where I can go grab them right now. But right. Um, yeah, I still have those. I don't have a, a VCR or anything right. to play yeah. them. Yeah. But just I just have them. And they're like next to uh uh N- NBA awesome endings from like 1989 <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so like that kind of stuff. I have a very useless box of, of videotapes that no, can never be played, but but um, also can never be thrown away probably. For, no, for, for sure. I yeah. used to have um to that end I had like um probably about 30 or so cassettes in a thing that I think like a couple moves ago, I, I finally decided to get rid of them. I was like, why am I still holding this? Like there, you know, there's, <laughs> then I kind of look back, it would be kind of cool to just have that like around, yeah. even though it doesn't, <laughs> it's not useful at all. Um, another uh, thing in the movie. Uh, so, and it's another sort of throwaway line where he sort of finds his, his dad's, um, you know, old passion for the accordion when he was, he grew up Amish and then he, he makes Amish paradise out of that. And then they, they show the dad like, um, uh, watching him, um, on TV on the, in the, was it the, I guess it's the Grammys. Do they ever explicitly, I, I, I don't think they ever it's say it's some exactly award show. Yeah. 
and he's like playing it and it's like a huge hit and then they just go back to the dad he's like I shouldn't have given up those publishing rights you know just yeah. <laughs> just like a little that was pretty great um, yeah and then yeah. I I think the other thing was um the look we're, this is a spoiler alert for the movie uh but weird al dies in the end and then yes they when they show his gravestone it says ate it 1985 which is just perfect (laughs) yeah um Um, yeah it it is one of the most amazing things about the movie is that i feel like the point of a biopic is to inform people about the artist or about the the subject right and i feel like even though there's almost no facts in this movie you get a better sense of who Weird Al is from watching it than watching a lot of like straight biopics. Like they, you still get a very, very high l- amount of Weird Al knowledge from watching the movie, and that's incredible and awesome. Yeah, uh, it it goes out of its way to like even even in the um, you know, they're obviously fudging the facts and stuff, but like they mix in so many things. Like uh, my Bologna was his first song. Like and they, I, I sort of enjoyed that like you know faux origin story or whatever but Mm -hmm. like they it's it's still for the most part like they they got the important stuff in there you know like yes um so yeah it was really good yeah it's uh it is definitely worth a watch if and it's free on the roku channel so which is a free app you can download for your smart tv or whatever so or watch on your computer like it's it is it's a very easy to catch very accessible very funny movie yeah uh yeah i i'm i'm i should have watched it more than twice by now to be honest (laughs) well by the time this comes out we'll we'll probably both have watched it again so yeah uh, yeah i was gonna say i I think when my brother comes in for christmas we talked about watching it because he's a big weird owl guy too so without making a like i'm making a night of it you know which would be a fun thing to do um but let, let's let's talk about some of our favorite uh weird Al songs we haven't mentioned so far. So you mentioned your your top two are um, one more minute and biggest ball of twine. What are some other favorites of yours? So I was going through. I didn't I didn't actually outside of those two like order, you mm-hmm. know the rest. I just was I was writing down some that I I wanted to remember, um, but uh, actually, so. Dare to be stupid, I think for me, if I was an athlete, which I am not, um, <laughs> uh, that would be my, if I was a baseball player, that would be my at bat walk up music. music. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, and I, I think it would be fun just as an aside for, for any song, if a, if like a batter would use the entire song and then just go up like in segments throughout the year, like so, <laughs> right. Yeah. The first seven <laughs> seconds, like in his first at bat, then the next, and it just sort of goes on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah um so uh in the same sort of genre like the good good old days on even worse (laughs) is a great song it's you know it's it's pretty like (laughs) i don't know what's the right word uh um sick in the head (laughs) no i don't know that's that's probably (laughs) that's probably but no it's like perfect humor especially i was 13 when that came out maybe 12 um and so but in that sort of same vein you don't love me anymore although uh it's sort of the like um good old days isn't so much of a love song it's more of a like looking back but you don't right. love me anymore is like the same sort of the same vein of song 
Um, and that kind of, really those, those two kind of fit in with one more minute also in a way. It's yeah. Yeah. Like, for sure. The lamenting, terrible like things the, that the happened. twisted, the twisted, like, um, sappy, like kind of, uh, love songs. Uh, the, the other thing. So I mentioned in 3d, the, the one there's like probably three other songs on there that I really love. King of suede is one. Um, also the theme to Rocky 13. Yep. And so I was thinking about this cause he obviously like went to 13 to exaggerate at the time. I think it was only up to Rocky three, Rocky four wasn't out yet. Right. So they, they already made, so they made Rocky five in like 1990. Yes. But then they went, then Rocky Balboa, like sort of replaced that in a way, like, you know, right. later. But still, that that's the sixth Rocky movie. But now, now we're going to be coming up on a third Creed movie. So we're right, actually so, at Rocky Nine. nine. So yeah. we're getting close to the actual Rocky Thirteen. Yes, uh, which would be interesting. But the other sort of uh, not a parody, but um, Nature Trail to Hell is in three D. Is, is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. It, it's such a good song, um, and it's just like a, a sort of classic. Um, the other sort of. Uh, like technical songs or like just the like style wise that I like Bob is one. Cause it's all palindromes. Yep. Yep. Like that is, that's an amazing sort of thing to do. Oh, speaking of like the technical board, I, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm pretty sure I saw this somewhere, but in Amish paradise in the video for it, mm-hmm. there's the scene where they, um, he like comes up backwards, uh, yes, from falling yeah. down. And that was filmed backwards, right? Yeah, they said like he mouthed the words backwards, to, so it looked like normal or something, yeah. which blows my mind. I don't even know how you would think of doing that. But then the other sort of rando song like that that I love is uh, on a more recent album, uh, "Trapped in the Drive Through," mm-hmm. the sort of R. Kelly thing. Yeah, yeah, it's eleven minutes long, and I love it every single time. It's it's wild and it's great, and uh, and I love it. So yes, uh, all excellent choices. Yeah, uh, I approve of all of those uh, considerably. Uh, so some of my favorites. Um, this one, I don't I never hear anyone talking about it anymore. But my friend Zach brought up to me. I was like, oh, my God, I haven't thought about that song in 20 years. Yeah. Headline News, which is his. Oh, yeah. Parody. Yes. Uh, by the Crash Test Dummies. That's great. Um, I I love I want a new duck. The, that's a uh, classic. Yeah. Yeah. The best line in that song is he says, "I'll teach me how to get down," and then he goes, "Get it!" Like because <laughs> down duck feathers, and just the way he says "get it" cracks me up every single time. <laughs> um, you mentioned theme from Rocky Thirteen. You mentioned Amish Paradise. Um, I think I'm a clone now. Uh-huh. From uh, from even worse is uh, I can be my own best friend and I can send myself for pizza. I mean that's that's an uh, that's an incredible line right there. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the saga begins. I I am not an, an American Pie fan, sure, but I'm a Star Wars guy. Yeah, and the fact that he wrote that just based on internet rumors about uh, the movie because he needed to get it recorded before it came out, and there's nothing wrong in that. Yeah, like, he got it all right, and some of the lyrics in that are just painfully clever. Really, really. That's great. a that's a that's a that's a perfect song. Really, like it. It's so it's it is like he ends like most of his concerts with that now and yes. it's it's pretty perfect to to do that like it, it's it's such a great song to like sing along to and yes just generally oh that was the other thing so the two most recent concerts i went to now obviously now being older you know there's like generations below us like kids watching this and mm-hmm. 
seeing them like sing along with stuff is like, oh man, okay, this is it's pretty cool. That was a pretty cool thing to see, like at the absolutely at the concert for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then some of the some of the originals, my favorites of mine. Um, this is the life again from oh, yeah. uh, from Dare to Be Stupid. I am a huge fan of the movie Johnny Dangerously. Oh, yep, and that's a Johnny Dangerously song. And so that's you know, uh, no one knows that movie, but that's if, listeners. If you haven't seen Michael Keaton in Johnny Dangerously, watch that movie. Yeah, uh, that is a a one of those like classic nineteen eighties movies. Um, Joe Piscopo is, mm-hmm. I mean, it, all you have to say is Joe Piscopo and like it's, it, you yeah. know, it's in a specific time. And so yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned dare to be stupid. Um, you mentioned one more minute. We'll talk about Melanie. The other one is, and this is one that is, is amazingly prescient for when it was recorded and it's even more relevant now, but it's also, I have a hard time laughing at the subject matter anymore. That's trigger happy. It's, uh, a, it's like a surfy Beach Boys parody, and it's about, really about shooting. Yeah, but it's really clever. Yeah, like it's very smart, and, and it, he clearly is not pro gun. But like with all the gun violence in this country, it's kind of hard to laugh at Trigger Happy. Right? Now. Yeah, but no, it's yeah. it's presented in like this, uh, like the most super upbeat possible way. And yes, like in, but in a in a like obviously in like satirical manner. But yes, yeah, uh, but really really good. And then. Um, let's see biggest ball of twine obviously and then there's a period where weird al i think it started probably around the time of off the deep end where he would commit so hard to making something sound like the original that like i mean like look if you put on the beginning of eat it or beat it you can tell which one is which one's a little bit thinner sounding whatever but like by the time he gets to jurassic park like the MacArthur oh. Park parody like the care that he puts into that is unbelievable um to make it sound perfect yeah that that's really good um i was trying to think even i would say smells like uh nirvana uh-huh. you can also sort of tell at the beginning of that mm-hmm. although the rest of the song is like pretty pretty spot on like musically right like, yeah 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 um I'm trying to think of um, oh so the, the, another thing a couple songs I was thinking of that sort of are they're in the same vein on his original album um, Buckingham Blues is always kind of fun yep um, it, and it's like this you know sort of that sort of style of song I think what like a decade later uh, when I was your age I can't remember if that's on UHF or the the one after but yeah. um, it, it just a pretty classic like over the top like bluesy song but like i think i don't know is that the one where he, um where uh he's like make it talk son make it talk to the guitar and then he goes okay yeah. make it shut up like yeah, just, yeah. just like yeah. the over the just the like, i love like little asides like that absolutely yes um uh, i will say uh with with fat um mm-hmm. this was wheelhouse listening time this you know that like five year period or whatever and my cousin Alex and I, when we get together, like in the summers or whenever, we would listen to Weird Al all the time. And it got to the point where on on Fat, like I could basically do it, and I would know every single time when he'd do the little Michael Jackson sounds, like nah, nah, yeah, you know, exactly. And, yeah, yeah. and so I'm not, I I I know still like a lot of the songs. I I definitely cannot do that song to that effect now. 
but like it, it was you know just it was probably an obsession let's just say it it was <laughs> yeah. uh, it was too much but then again well, i was like i was 12 and 13 at the time exactly so like, like, what, what's better than that at this point in your life right yeah um, what else what else am i gonna do the fat video is maybe my favorite weird out video there's two particular parts when he goes oh when someone hands him a, a, a garden hoe he goes, oh oh <laughs> that and then when he gets the mouse trap on his finger i don't know why that makes me laugh every time but it does every single the, time the other part is uh i think it's right before the music comes on mm-hmm. but the guy goes ding dong yo ding dong yeah. Hey, yeah. That, that part yeah yep <laughs> that's a, that's another classic um, yeah god yeah videos were a huge thing like you mentioned having that tape of videos like mm-hmm. It's hard to overstate like how big like MTV was in like sort of building his profile to you know because uh, getting those he used videos to have, like, out specials there. on there too like oh he right would... he they have Al TV or whatever yeah. and like yeah yeah he would he would take uh, interview clips from artists and insert his own questions in so their <laughs> so their so their answers would look insane and then he started putting those in the live show for a while too yeah yeah. Um, you know, but that was all part of Al TV. Yeah, that was that was a huge deal at the time. I don't think anybody was on T went on MTV as consistently throughout the eighties as Weird Al was. Yeah, I could see that. Um, uh, the other, uh, I forgot to mention, this is not necessarily a Weird Al thing, but um, he's also um, prevalent at the the start of the Naked Gun. Yes, um, and and he's actually in like what I think the first three, or they, they only make three. He's at is, some yeah. point in in all of them, but where uh, Frank Drebin's coming back and uh, all the crowd is there after he made yeah. some bust, and then he's like, "No, they're not here for you. They're for Weird Al." <laughs> like, yeah. That's just classic. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other thing I want to say about Al is that he seems—I mean, you met him, so you can you know better than I would. He seems like just the nicest guy. Yeah, like, he was incredibly gracious. I mean, like I only saw him. You know, it was a very short like mean greed but it was he is incredibly nice i've heard him on like various podcasts he's a mm-hmm. uh regular on like comedy bang bang and and yep. stuff like that and it just seems like i haven't really heard many people like say a bad thing about him you know like like right he just is like just like a super nice guy like and it's sort of refreshing to you know see that in for someone who's been literally doing this for you know, over, like almost 45 years at this point, or maybe right. 43 or something. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I could talk about Weird Al all day, but we should probably wrap up soon. Um, yeah. Any sort of closing thoughts on Al before we get out of here? Um, I was going through here uh, my notes. Um, so I, a couple of years ago, uh, my, another of my cousins, she, um, she has like a, um, I forgot what the machine is called, but she, she can like, um, print a shirt basically okay um and so she got the like design or whatever for um the spatula city billboard so (laughs) i i I have that shirt and i occasionally wear it and people not it's it's rare to get someone in the wild to be like hey spatula city but like most people are like what what's spatula city or something but uh that we that's sell spatulas and that's all <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> well okay so the, another fun part in that in specialty commercial is um uh they you know they're showing all these <laughs> everyone's excited about a spatula yeah then they say what better way to say i love you than with the gift yes. of spatula and then the guy's presenting it and he says i love you at the same yes. time and 
he's just he's just like this it's just it's a perfect moment um, it is uh, i think that the parodies in uhf that the film parodies like um, oh yeah gandhi 2 uh yeah. you know is amazing um i'm trying to think so seven this had to probably seventh grade yearbook mm-hmm. um my friend uh essie he he when he signed my yearbook he he obviously knowing how much i like weird al I, in there, he was just like rambling on, but he's that started with Gandhi to no more Mr. Passive Resistance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so uh, just this perfect. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I have I, uh, my my cousin Chris has offered many times to have a Twinkie Wiener sandwich with me, but I've never actually brought myself to do it. Uh, I th- I've done it once. Um, this had to be in the nineties. Uh, it's gross like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. I, mean, I like obviously. all the ingredients quite a bit but i can't imagine i guess, I, guess I didn't stay faithful because i didn't have spoiled milk but you know <laughs> that's that, true <laughs> but uh no it was it's it's not good i guess you could see now we're in an age where you know we can make a play on a twinkie wiener sandwich or something and like right. heat, heat the hot dog but it's actually like a andouille sausage or something but it's in right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. but uh so yeah I, there's a way to like do it I, I i'm i'm willing to explore it um but uh <laughs> we'll see yeah um but yeah i mean i i, I just think also like, one of the things i try to talk to my kids about is when they're watching something that is just like i i try to not be the things were better when i was your age guy because yeah. nothing nothing is gained from that but i will say things like you should watch stuff that teaches you things even if it's just like dumb pop culture stuff, like I know so much stuff because of Weird Al. Yeah, like, I know references. The things I'm a huge Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan, and like if you watch that show, it is just straight pop culture references to things you didn't know about. And if you watch enough of it, you now have a breadth of knowledge about something you didn't know before because of all of the just like humor embedded into your brain. And so I, I think I am smarter and better aware of things because of Weird Al. I think I, I agree with that. I think um, just looking back, probably there there are a lot of even like uh, musical artists or something where I, growing up, I may not have known before Weird Al, like The Who, I, I think I didn't know before him. And uh, I'm sure there were others like in that sort of same vein. Uh, I mean, you know, this is another don't want to sound like back in my day, but like we we, we didn't have the Internet. Right. So it was like mm-hmm. you either go to the library and find it, find something or if it's if it's mentioned on TV, you're watching or something. Um, but, yeah, it was um, it, you're right. Like he's uh, he's always sort of, you know, parroting what's what's around that time. And uh, it, it's it's not uh, he's not timeless to us to a point but like i think you can you like you said you can learn stuff just from from watching and it, and it's and it's dumb fun it's like it's perfectly dumb fun and that's, that's yes that's pretty and enjoyable it's, and it's usually not mean-spirited oh, yeah exactly which is also a thing like with kids you know I, I i i'm glad that i was laughing at stuff that wasn't being mean to somebody else yeah he's not he's not being a jerk um he is like in character, but like he's right. he's never doing it like in a malicious way, you know. Like, right. or if he is, he they're sure to like make it in the biopic specifically. Like, they make it 
clear that he's like the bad guy in that situation or whatever so no it's it's solid um i enjoyed it um i will i'm certain i'll watch the biopic again i should go watch uhf again because that's that's a classic it is Um, i think i was gonna maybe try and show my daughter uhf i think see the thing i think my daughter will like the music better but i think my son will just like the goofiness of it like you know there's so much just goofy in that movie yeah, I forgot to mention this, and it's not exactly where it all related. It sort of is, but uh, Bob L- or no David Bow, um, who, who plays every, every time, every yeah. yeah, every time I mention him, oh David Bowie, no David Bow, no I. Uh, yes. But I saw him in the Palm Springs Target when I was uh, growing up. Uh, he was buying baseball cards, and uh, oh wow, I might be the only person ever who went up to David Bow and said. I really loved you in UHF. I just want to thank you. And then, <laughs> and he was like, cool. He was really cool about it. Um, so I, I would like to know that actually, if, if how many people come up to him about UHF, I, I can't be the only one, but like, maybe like, I don't know, yeah. but uh, yeah, that was, that was classic. Uh, yeah. So we're, I guess the, what the, the through line here is weird Al, very funny. Uh, yes. Still funny to this day. You should watch him. You should listen to him. He, if you like things that are fun, he's for you. <laughs> yes, and, and and I don't want to come off. I realized when I was talking about my like be kind to everybody thing. Like I, I like lots of mean stuff too, right? Sure. Like, this, this I, I am not some saint who doesn't want to engage with that. I just mean that, like, especially when you're a kid, I feel like it's just it was. I really appreciated looking back now that it wasn't such a negative thing all the time. Yeah, you're um, you're like you. I know there's not a lot of stuff where you look back and you're like, "Oh, that's a little awkward. You couldn't do that today." You know that kind of right. a thing. There's nothing yeah. nothing really like that. Yeah, right. um, yeah. But uh, Eric, thank you for making the time for this. This was a lot of fun. No, in yeah, anytime. Uh, I like that we we both share the same interest, and I think this this was a fun uh, sort of walk back through memory lane. Yes, and. Uh, well, if if you're listening to this on either of our podcast feeds, there'll be plenty more baseball stuff in a couple of days. Just uh, let us have this, damn it. And till then, dare to be stupid. It, there we go. Dare to be stupid. <laughs>